everyone and welcome to superhero slate the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news we love tv movies and superheroes so let's talk it all out my name is chris dillard and my name is jim mentir oh not mike this week we got jim on instead congratulations welcome jim but this week we're getting hot and heavy with the love and thunder teaser pretty excited here um across the spider-verse gets delayed but not dismayed and we'll talk about why there's a there's a silver lining to this little bit of news here jim and we'll we'll get on to that um, the cw is trimming some fat from his dc offerings and more uh so if anyone hasn't noticed we have jim superfan jim on the mic today thank you for showing up superfan jim I oh, really yeah, thank you it. for thank you for having me Yes, Mike is currently out of town. He, uh, We were going to do this on Monday. Uh, he's going to be way back too late on Monday for us to do this. Uh, we figured Tuesday, uh, with all the news, literally the week we were both going to be a day behind, of course the Thor teaser drops, right? Uh, that's <laughs> that's exactly how the universe says it. Uh, it is, but uh, Jim, thank you again for showing up. You you answered the call literally uh, less than 24 hours ago to to hop on here when we found out we were not going to be able to make it on monday so we're actually moving it up to sunday we'll release tonight and everyone can listen to this in the morning now i feel sad for you you won't have anything to listen to because you'll listen. Uh, believe it or not i'll get by okay well <laughs> I, awesome awesome now the other reason i brought jim on board here today is he had an extraordinary uh, event yesterday he went to planet comic-con comic-cons are back in full force i believe there was uh like three yesterday pax east and, a, and even another one i believe um was going on so you went to planet comic-con where was this uh that was down in kansas city kansas um, city kansas uh i think technically missouri missouri but yeah yeah okay well tell, tell us a little bit about planet Comic. i don't i don't know much about it uh so tell me tell me what you saw there what you liked uh and we'll give us a little paint a little picture for us sure uh it's like I said, in Kansas City, and it is, I guess, dubbed as one of the larger cons in the Midwest. Um, took my daughter down, and we went and looked around. Uh, kind of standard fare in the fact that there's, you know, your comic vendors and your artists and stuff like that. It's not quite as extensive as a C2E2 with the level of talent or even the amount of vendors, but it's still fairly large. Uh we were there for a little over seven hours and still walked 15,000 steps yesterday. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's sizable. You put in the work. Yeah. <laughs> it, so, um, now, uh, you know, but I don't know if everyone else does. I'm a very, uh, big Superman fan. Um, uh, so Superman Bert, and, um, Indiana Jones slash Harrison Ford is what I peg you as. Yes, Correct. And so uh, one of the big draws for me this year was that Brandon Routh was going to be there. Oh, um, nice. I've actually, not to brag, but I've met him twice already. And But uh, years ago when my kids were little, we got a picture with him at a con in Des Moines. And I wanted to get that signed. So uh, we got there and his line, uh, the shortest I saw it was an hour and a half to two hours long. Okay. So I decided to forego that since I've already oh. met him once. But it, it was really yeah, 
Yeah. Okay, good, because I've been in lines outside and got uh, huge sunburns, you know. So I, I feel this is this was a smart choice on your behalf. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, funny enough, though, they do have a uh, uh, food truck food court oh. outside. And it's kind of the loading dock that they cleared out and let every, all these food trucks around in the parking lot area. So we went out there, and I don't know about your region, but it was really windy uh, in Kansas City yesterday. Okay. So we stood out there trying to hold on to our uh, the bags of our swag and everything else that we've gotten and stood in line for 45 minutes to get some barbecue. And we were three people from the, the window and they announced that they were completely out of food. Whoa. So <laughs> dissipate, disappointment reigned supreme on that one. But wow, that's, uh, yeah, that's 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 that's. Um... That's that's two not in its favor moments right there, Jim. I don't know if you're convincing me about this this comment. <laughs> well, I mean that was just me. As far as um, oh man, uh, I'm blanking his name. Uh, the guy that started the uh, the Marvel Star Wars run, the current one. Um, uh, Charles Soule. No. no. Uh, anyways, he was there. Um, I talked Jason to him. Jason Aaron. Briefly. Yes, Jason Aaron. Okay. I talked to him real briefly. Um, I was hoping that they would have the hardcover omnibus of that run there. I was going to get that, but uh, he was only selling a couple of the paperbacks. So huh? I kind of forewent that because I'm kind of a hardcover collector. Well, it's funny. Um, it's funny Jason Aaron's there because, I mean, I would have pegged you to ask him about his Thor run because I think that's the most important thing that came out this week was his, uh, pretty much he inspired the Mighty Thor and, and the God Butcher series. You know, I didn't even put that together. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I need you around to show me these things. Yeah. Uh, other than that, no, uh, my friend or my daughter brought a friend with her and we kind of exposed her to her first Comic-Con. Um, she'd never been to a big one. Nice. So they have um, a good time. Yeah, they loved it. Uh, they they also equally walked as many steps looking around and everything. They were both of them were more blown away by all the artwork that was there. Um, and everything else, but I did manage to to snag a few uh, Indiana Jones uh, drawings uh, and a, a metal book a bookmark of all things, believe it or not, that's painted. And uh, then my wife and I we got engaged years ago uh, after seeing John Williams in concert, and a guy had this really neat pencil drawing of. John Williams conducting an orchestra and each member of the orchestra is a person from one of the movies that he's done the score for. Oh, nice. So I had to get that too. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. That's a, it's pretty solid all around. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately I didn't get any, any comics this time around, but I got some nice artwork and got to, to show my daughter and her friend a good time. So yeah, yeah it was worth it. I, I really enjoyed going down, good. uh, it's the first one without a mask mandate post COVID. So a lot of people came out. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, for the like, barbecue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, evidently they, 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 went, they, they got mine at Brandon Rouse and then went and had barbecue. Sounds like exactly. it. So, but yeah. Um, and then they had uh, like Ashley X9 was there and Matt Latner and um, uh, James Arnold Taylor. Uh huh. But again, their lines were like four or five hours long. Right. So yeah, people love them. That's interesting because some of those some of those smaller conventions aren't equipped to handle 
the the big you know the bigger named um, celebrities I feel sometimes. Um, it, it reminds me though I went to Motor City Comic Con once and and Stanley was there so he, this is where we stood outside around this huge parking lot for hours to even get in. Um, so bad. Um, I had to roll up my pants because I was wearing jeans because normally you're inside, right? So I had to roll up my jeans to get in, like it was so hot outside. Um, and then we got in and uh, Stan, we were like, what's the busy? Like, oh, it's the Stan Lee line. Like, oh, that makes a lot more sense of what's going on. So, I mean, that sounds good. You had a good time. It's always great introducing new people to comic cons. Um, going there, I think, by yourself can sometimes, like, the first time can be really intimidating, right? Like, very, um, very overwhelming. So I'm, I'm glad an experienced pro as yourself is able to to, to walk your uh, your daughter and her friend through through this. So yeah. So now next on her bucket list is uh, C2E2. We'll see oh. if we can make that happen. Yeah, it's coming up. That's that is I believe August this year, correct? Yeah. So um, very very excited for for those to come out. So that's good. That's good. You had a great time. Thanks for for sharing that with us. Um, and uh, you know, hope to. To, to hear some more stories uh, of that later. So I'm going to jump into what I've been doing and explain to you uh, what Thunder over Louisville is because you just thought I was literally watching a thunderstorm over Louisville, Kentucky, which is right. far from the truth. So um, two weeks before the uh, Kentucky Derby, they spent two weeks celebrating a two-minute horse race, believe it or not. Um, they, they start these festivities where they actually get old airplanes um, and modern airplanes out through the, you know, we had stealth bombers and the newer jets, but they had older World War II airplanes and anything in between uh, fly up and down the Ohio River uh, on show for people all day on Saturday. Um, we we uh, Fort, no- uh, Fort Knox is very close to Louisville, so I think that's why a lot of this is relevant. Um, okay. So the sound of the plane sounds like thunder, right? So that's why they're doing the, the thunder over Louisville because of the airplanes. Um, and then at the end of the evening at 9.30 p.m. when it's dark, they, um, cl- they've they already closed down one of these bridges that cross between Louisville, Kentucky, and Indiana for two days, three days now. And they have a 25-minute fireworks show um, off the bridge and a couple boats in the water as well. Um, wow. That is, that is synced to music. And and last year they they um were they had like in secret locations because of people couldn't get together. Two years ago they they canceled it, so it's really been I think they've been saving for it to kind of go all out this year. But it is just um a, a local event that essentially the city shuts down for because everyone comes out, watches the airplanes, goes to the food trucks. There's like some carnival rides, and then you know at the end of the night you get to watch the fireworks. Now I didn't go in myself. Um, I actually just plugged in my over-the-air uh, antenna and watched it on my TV on my on my back porch. But um, still very, very exciting event here that just kind of literally, like, shuts the city down for, for, for like, three days while they, while they get ready for the horses to race in two weeks. So um, sure. that, that's what that is. It's a good time here. Would recommend now, you, I, I believe you can watch the fireworks shows on YouTube as well, but uh, if anyone wants to check those out. Is that like a formal air show then? I mean, is there like people that sit in bench or, you know, uh, stands and watch that? Or is it just strictly up and down the river and you kind of watch it where you're at? It, it, you watch it where you're at. There's no stands on the river. Um, they, okay. they have a, huge, a lot of banks, a lot of like pretty much a mile or two, if not maybe even three miles of the riverside. Both Indian and Kentucky are book are like just packed full of people watching this stuff go up and down. Um my favorite was the they had the actually uh, yesterday uh, in the evening they had the osprey um which is the one that's like it starts off as like a helicopter like it takes off oh. and then turns into an airplane because it rotates mm-hmm. 
that was pretty cool to see those that thing fly around. And it like would it would literally transform into an airplane in helicopter mode while it was out there. So wow. um, very exciting. And then on the on the TV, we were able to they had um actual Air Force pilots there uh, telling you about the aircrafts and like the, what their uses are for and and some of the neat little you know um, details about the aircraft. So that that was fun. Um, I used to go a lot when I was little. I, I I don't want to deal with those crowds right now, especially, you know, when things, like you said, when things come back open, a lot more people tend to surge to those items right out the gate. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely, definitely not missing that crowd, but it's still fun to watch from home. Yeah, the other it thing, sounds like a good time. Yeah. The other thing I would rec- I, I recommend for the adults who listen to this, not the children, um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is back uh, not the movie, but a little three to four minute clips of the villain slash uh, anti heroes called Aqua Donk Side Pieces. So if anyone's a fan of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, I've been you can go to YouTube and watch these three minute little shorts Aqua Donk Side Pieces. They've done the Moon Knights. They've done um, you know a lot of characters from the first season, um, uh, second, third, then it's even fourth. Hand Banana. Um, some other characters, if, if anyone's familiar with it, I think it's really fun. I will say the the, the material's pretty adult, um, but you know the animation's better because they made these while they were making the movie, so they were able to animate things better than the old TV shows, so they just kind of like move around like stick figures. Um, oh, nice, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely recommend it for anyone who's who's a big fan. I'm a huge fan, so these have been great. I mean, I, it sucks that they're three minutes, but you know I'll take any bit of content because. You mentioned C2E2. I was in the C2E2 panel. We interviewed Dave Willis um, the day they they canceled. They announced the cancellation of the show. So, um, oh wow, this is, it's definitely been, it was heartbreaking. But at the same moment, um, you know, it's, I'm glad we live in a renaissance where quote unquote revival, you know, shows and movies happen all the time. So yeah, nostalgia that. is king right now. Nostalgia is is so king. Fashion is cyclical, Jim. That's what they say. Right. <laughs> um, have you watched any uh, of the Halo show yet? I'm through episode two or three right now. Oh, um, episode. I would say episode five just dropped this week. Um, and I was going to say this is where the show kicks in the like full gear. Um, and and I'm, I'm excited to say that because this actually episode, the, the back half of it, felt like the video game Halo. Oh. Um, so... If you think they've been kind of, you know, um, sparse on maybe some of the the aliens so far, um, they go they go big here in episode five, Jim. And I, I, I was just coming to say like, you know, it, it, sometimes shows take a little bit to get there, but uh, this one feels like the game uh, with 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 how they uh, they they have it kind of going on in the. Uh, just I mean, it's not spoilers. It's it's, it's just a battle piece that's really really fantastic. Oh, so, good. Um, if, if if people are. are on the fans, I get. I mean, at least episode five. If just that that whole scene is, is fantastic. You'd love it when you get to it because I know you're 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 a recent Xbox uh, owner as well for yep. the first time in a long time. That's right. And uh, have you played any of Infinite yet? I have not, but I did okay. see that the uh, battle royale is dropping next week. No. No, season no? two drops next week of of the regular. Multiplayer. Oh, okay. I read. I thought something. I thought I read something about May fourth. No, that's uh, that's the new season. That's the oh, new okay. season for for the okay. regular. But that's fine. They, I mean, there's this. We don't talk about games here, but there's um, I assume the battle royale will either hit 
the end of this year, um, like November when um, the new se- the season three drops, or uh, sometime next year possibly. Um, gotcha. So plenty of opportunity for it, but yeah. The other thing is, I mean, this will probably be more conversation I have when when Mike returns. Um, no offense, but this is something he was talking about. We found out that the original Spider-Man trilogy has an IMAX um, matless version, if you will. And the mat is, if you don't know this, are the black bars on the top and bottom of a film. Um, those are not filmed like that. Those are added for older movies. Um, and even maybe on some of the newer ones. So um, they film it on full frame, and then they use those black bars to crop the image to what part of it you want to see or need. they want you to see, right? Um, right. So I was able to snag it, and I've actually watched most of the original Spider-Man in this format. And while it is, you know, cool to see the full frames, a lot of this stuff is, is cool to see the cuts. And the, you do see some, like, some microphones hanging in some of this, some hands. Oh. Like, you know, the, the, where he catches the fruit on the tray um, scene. Because he did yeah. that in real life. Um, they, I think several hundred takes or whatever. But you see a hand of, like, dropping the stuff on the tray from a distance as well. So, right. Um, like, you, you see a little bit. Of that, like, the mat is there for a reason. So this isn't, like, I would say the, the, the true IMAX experience. But seeing that full frame is is really fun to see uh, the, these old films on. And we'll talk more about IMAX stuff here in a little bit when we get through the, some of the notes. So yeah, there's yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, that sounds good. Uh, talking about fashion being cyclical, cyclical. Uh, my 15 year old daughter, the one that went with me yesterday is uh, Toby Maguire, Spider-Man to her. And that's about it. Really? Yeah. And that's only been in the past, like two years. Wow. Uh, everyone, everyone, they got Spider-Man for everybody. I might, we're actually going to talk about like two of them. Um, that one and another one here, here in a little bit, um, that you don't even think about anything about Spider-Man. So, uh, we'll, nice. we'll break it, break into that news, but yeah. Anything else before we jump into the main news points, Jim? Uh, nope. I think I'm good. All right. Well, here we go. First and foremost, uh, yeah, it's that time of year. Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness is around the corner and um that i believe drops the first week of may right um that's gonna be a busy may uh as insync said it's gonna be may and <laughs> I, I believe so um the the first screen x teaser gives us a look at professor x here and i know you have this pulled up have you able to, to kind of click on these links while we kind of go through it just to to, to talk oh. about it yeah i watched it earlier but uh, okay yeah it's just an image it. so in this image here the Screen X is a theater that has panels on the side of like angled um, varieties that the film has been stretched to adhere to. So it looks like the, it's moving beyond just a regular screen, right? Like a almost like a VR headset would do, if you will, uh, what yeah. you're seeing here. And what's interesting mm-hmm. about this is there's a scene where um, supposedly Patrick Stewart rolls up and says we should tell him the truth. Uh, you know, we get it over the shoulder shot. And this shows a yellow seat back kind of akin to the original x-men animated series stuff um that is nice so uh do you do you remember his his old uh hovering wheel quote-unquote wheelchair from from the 90s oh yeah i was a big x-men fan especially the cartoon in the 90s so Mm -hmm. yeah that's uh that's some good stuff it looks like they have the opportunity to lean into this a little bit right in this this movie since this isn't our real professor xavier this is the multiverse Xavier and we can, you know, give him a fun little chair that they never gave him in the other movies. And, you know, if we kill him off, no big deal. He's getting more animated episodes later 
uh, on Disney Plus anyway. So, right. Um, I don't even know where the closest Screen X is to me. Have you ever been to one or seen one? No, I, I've heard. Actually, the most I've heard about it is you guys talking about it before. Um, we don't have anything like that. We just got an IMAX in Des Moines in the past like three years. So, okay. So, um, it looks like it's at a Regal Cinema is the ones that have the Screen X here. Uh, um, and they also do 40X, IMAX, RPX, whatever RPX is, and Screen X. So uh, RPX is probably like real premiere cinemas or something like that. But I, I don't even – I'm just kind of looking up here um, where the Screen X theaters might be. Um, looks like uh, Fantastic Beasts had, had one there. Top Gun, Maverick, and Doctor Strange has some coming up here. Um, I, w- I would love to 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 maybe get get in – get to try this out um because i think um i've done the 40x right with the moving seats have you done those before uh no um that's again something we just got recently yeah um yeah the 40x has definitely been uh uh, it it was fine i mean i'm not i'm not gonna the d-box the vibrating seats is fine i don't think i would do it again um, for anything like I really want to see, but it is a fun experience. Like I watched Pacific Rim with it, um, the second one. So I mean, I, I'd love to find this out. I'm not seeing anything here, and this is like driving me nuts. I like I wish they just had like a map of theaters that you could like look at rather than just putting in your uh, zip code, right? Because I'm like I want to see, uh, I want to see this. And it just keeps going back, so I'm gonna have to like get dig into this later. Um, the other bit of news on this is lately I've seen is, you know, a lot of Middle Eastern countries, um, you know, including, you know, uh, Egypt, which I think is one of the bigger ones, have banned the movie from debuting in those countries. Uh, and that comes down to, um, I believe, and, and some might correct me if I'm wrong, they, they look down as, um, you know, homosexuality as, you know, uh, against the law in those countries. Uh, which is a very, very uh, old way to look at things. Uh, and the character America Chavez uh, is a gay character in the comics and film. Uh, I don't know. I've not heard of anything or seen anything in the trailers that make it, you know, this very apparent. Uh, if you wouldn't know that, you'd never know by watching the trailers because, you know, that's not a focus of um, this movie. But I'm sure there are probably scenes or, or references to that in these movies. I believe they edited some of the Fantastic Beast Dumbledore stuff in those countries since that was a minor part of the film, like a line or two rather than whole scenes. So um, very, very uh, medieval on on those countries still here in 2022. But um, I feel most sorry for people not being able to see Doctor Strange because I am stoked to watch this movie, Jim. Do you got your tickets? (laughs) Actually, I don't just yet. But um, uh, that will be happening very shortly. Yeah, um, I, I went back. I actually looked uh, this weekend at my theater that I was going to because they have a four o'clock, a four p.m. showing in uh, for for our IMAX. They have three o'clock in the regulars, um, but uh, no, hardly anyone is in the four o'clock screening of IMAX. Uh, everyone's looking at the one right after they get off work. So um, uh, hopefully, maybe uh, we'll get the the diehards right at four o'clock on a on a Thursday. So yeah, and that's out uh, this weekend or next. Uh, May six, so two weeks. Six, okay. Yes, we are we are two weeks away. It's we're at that weird part of the month where I can't view um both months at the same time. Like you have to like flash between them. Yeah. So um 
Yeah, May May sixth. Uh, so uh, technically for me, it's May fifth, the Thursday, May fifth. So yeah, very I'm, excited. Yeah, due to uh, some of the, my work commitments, um, I might be able to sneak away on that to see that on Thursday night. Actually, so yeah. I'm have to look into that if we have tickets available. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I think you're coming down with something. Um, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, that's 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 gonna be great. So let me know when you get them. On the flip side, Doctor Strange, the nineteen seventy eight made for TV movie. Have you ever seen this before in your life? I've only seen like screen caps, and I know it exists. Yes. So, um, I believe in twenty ten for me, maybe yeah, twenty ten, I was able to somehow secure like a bootleg copy off Amazon or something back before Amazon with the cracked their whip on bootlegs so i i have a, a dvd of this uh somewhere um like i said a bootleg but the blu-ray release for the original 1978 uh, film has been announced uh, by shout factory um wow. and i've included a link in there to to see the case because the the case looks pretty cool um but you know i don't think anything in the movie looks this cool beyond the case um oh, really <laughs> yeah Just the uh the it's nice just, silhouette. It, yeah, the nice silhouette with the like the, the the color the purple and blue and cosmic stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um very very fun. I mean, honestly, I'm pretty sure if you hid the names Peter Hooten and Jessica Walter, it would look like possibly a fan poster for a Benedict Cumberbatch movie. Right. Um it, it's 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 the iconic silhouette with the his hand gestures. Um Peter Hooten, uh not much known for he, he was an actor for TV seventies and eighties, but not, you know, like a lead role. This was like his first big lead role. But Jessica Walter, um, you know, uh the late Jessica Walter, uh, she uh plays Morgan Le Fay in this movie, um, the villain, but she is also known later in, for being in, you know, arrested development as the mom or oh, okay. uh, Archer yeah. as the mom as well. So um she she's she's come to life more in, in I guess a lot of people they would know her better than peter hooten but um yeah this is a a definitely an old film with very very old vibes and the reason it exists people jim you might be like why did they make this and why has nobody ever heard of it um is because it was planned as a series to run alongside the incredible hulk with bill bixby and the um the 70s amazing spider-man tv show um did you ever watch that um growing up Uh growing up that well that's all we had so i loved it back then yeah um nicholas hammond i couldn't think of the actor nicholas hammond that's it so it was supposed to be like a a little um a little literally a a a you know universe a marvel cinematic tv verse if you will um with these three characters and uh you know it's very uh kitschy to think about back then when you look at you know how everything looked but you know come to today you know we we rely literally on these characters crossing over with each other um right. so it's very uh um sad that this didn't come in but like you know i still glad that they released the pilot movie that they were able to do at that time yeah. is it is it being from 78 is it trippy or is it pretty straightforward or what, what did you think of it it's if if I was to be completely honest, I have not watched it in several years. It's kind of forgettable. Um, okay. Like because you're looking like you can't do much on the the film side, right? In in that era, like you're not having visual effects. Everything's done and done in camera. Um, yeah. you know, this Doctor Strange is more. I'd say more can like a Tony Stark kind of 
character, uh, like a, like a seventy. Like remember when you watch Iron Man two and you see his dad like talking to him, like yeah. that guy kind of looks like this Doctor Strange of that era. Gotcha. Um, and then like Jessica Walters is kind of dressed up like a Scarlet Witch cosplay, uh, if you will. Um, but um, yeah, it's it, it was supposed to be on CBS and they, they didn't really really do it. So uh, it's kind kind of sad. Uh, but you know at the same time. Um, if yeah, if you could you can check it out and see what it is. But I I actually ordered the Blu-ray, Jim. I went ahead and decided to legit up and get this delivered to my house coming up here. So You're such a completionist. I have problems. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna look at this. Uh, there was a Wong in the in the in the film as well, um, and, and a character named Clea. Um, just kind of looking at this. There's really oh, the Ancient One. The voice of the Ancient One is in there. So there's not like a, a lot of um, you know they don't they don't they have a lot of the same characters, but um I believe he might have been a psychiatrist rather than a, a surgeon in this one. Oh okay. Uh, which I think is the big, um, I guess um, big difference between the, the characters. So um, yeah yeah this is something I can I can definitely dig back into uh, whenever whenever Doctor Strange. Uh, comes out and look like oh look at what we could have had uh years ago right. moving on biggest news of the week i think for me for everybody else didn't expect it thor love and thunder teaser trailer dropped right on monday right on time jim um uh, for this um and i yeah. also was able to get the imax version in the show notes for anyone who wants to watch that but yeah go ahead oh, i was gonna say yeah i was sitting at work and my phone all but blew up with everyone talking about that monday morning yeah, um so this was um this this teaser is very much a teaser trailer, right? I, I think we should we should lay that down. Um it it holds the record for the shortest amount of time between a move, Marvel movies releasing and when its first visuals appeared officially. Mm. Um I think it's under what three months until July, right? Possibly coming up on two yeah. months. Uh so it's one of the shortest the shortest ever. Um but at the same time, there's no real story plots here, right? Like, it's literally just a little, you know, we've got, um, uh, what's it, it's a Guns N' Roses song, right? Um, Sweet Child of Mine. Sweet Child of Mine. And the Guardians, you know, with Thor, which we saw literally, that was the last scene we saw him in, in Endgame, uh, with the Guardians. And then, um, you know, just a couple cool shots here and there. And then the, I think, you know, the, the big reveal here is there looks to be another Thor in the movie. Yep. Um, this gave me the realization. Um, I was showing this, you know, to my coworkers on Monday because, you know, people love to look at Chris Hemsworth. So, you know, I can get anyone to kind of do that pretty quickly uh, at the office. And literally majority responses, oh, my God, there's another Thor movie coming out. Um, really? I think we get so entrenched in this daily, uh, weekly, that we forget that the common person would never know another Thor movie is coming out. Because no one has said anything to them, right? Right, um, yeah. So um, that's fun. And then the ending is we see another Thor uh, with a, a the reconstituted Mjolnir. And everyone's like, oh my god, I wonder who that is. Um, you know who that is, Jim? <laughs> that would be Jane Foster. Jane Foster, played by? Natalie Portman. Yes, exactly. So we know way too much about these movies. Um, and I would love to be one of these sweet 
innocent bystanders who gets to experience this for the first time rather than looking up the leaks and you know pre or during filming you know screenshots that that we we go through for the news here but i think that's really interesting and telling that you know the trailers the even at a teaser level do so much for the movie to the common viewer who wouldn't who who just goes to the movies because they they see them not because they're thinking about them constantly like we are right? right yeah and with that said are you thinking uh just your feelings uh is she gonna be a variant is she our jane huh. foster how, so how, you know there there's um this 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 movie is following a series written by jason aaron called the mighty thor and the mighty thor deals with jane foster who has in a very aggressive cancer and goes to Mjolnir and, you know, allows her to use its power to do good and fight stuff while also keeping her alive while she's in the Thor form, if you will. Mm-hmm. Now, there's no saying that they're going to do that in this movie, but the hammer that flies to Jane Foster is very much a cracked hammer that's been put back together, right? That's the way it looks? Yes. So I don't believe this is a variant at all. I believe it is 100% the Jane Foster from from this world. Um and I'm really feeling that because I, I don't think um I think if you had a variant you lose the stakes and the connection that Thor has with Jane. And if we you know as someone else who doesn't have that history, you know, three I guess two other movies. She wasn't really in the third one. Um why why even have her, right? You could just cast somebody else in that role. Um right. To be a th- like, you know, is this a Beta Ray Bill scenario or something? Um, so I, I think they need her to be the original Jane Foster who has that previous relationship and, you know, affection with the Thor. And, and hopefully at some point he hits her or maybe she hits him with a minivan like she did in that first movie a couple times. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, th- I think that would be fantastic here. So um, we'll talk about some scenes here. But what stood out to you in this trailer? What What really made you see it? Look at it. Um, well, it comes to mind, uh, just the visuals were the big thing. Cause I, <laughs> you know, I asked earlier about, uh, Dr. Strange being trippy and some of the, uh, just the color palette of this, this looks gorgeous to be honest. It, yeah. it looks really good. And then of course, seeing Hemsworth, uh, go from fat Thor back to the, uh, super massive, you know, Thor yeah. that we know and love that he, that's also yeah. pretty good. They kind of undid his Avengers run in one fell swoop, right? Uh, or or his uh, between Ragnarok and that because they've grown his hair back out after they yep. shaved it all off. Um, he has gone from overweight Thor to, um, you know, muscly Thor uh, with his uh, Ravagers outfit, right? Because he's been running with the Guardians, so he's got they, they do this Ravager reveal. Now, did you see um, when he was working out his his hat says the mightiest Avenger, strongest Avenger on it? I, I didn't catch that, but that's good. It's a trucker hat that says strongest Avenger. I'm like, I kind of need that in my life. Um, <laughs> so I might try to get one of those. Uh, I'm a hat person. I can't help it. And so, then, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but uh, oh. have you gone through this like frame by frame then? Almost too much. Yes. So when he reveals the Ravager costume, is that one of Peter Quill's jackets with the sleeves ripped off? I don't know if it's exactly. It's pretty close. Um, there, there are a couple of shots here. Um where he's on like an orange planet with the sun setting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think that's the same planet where 
you know, the guardians are running forward and he's like walking away with his hammer. Well, that he's in his Thor outfit there. So they probably tell him, Hey, we've got this. We've worked together. You know, you know, we're the ravagers. We're going to do this. And then he goes, figures himself out, comes back and reveals himself as a ravager. And then it looks like they leave him literally on Sakaar later with Korg. Yeah. Um, before they fly off. So I think, I think he, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he borrows some of the outfits from everybody in there. Um, cause there's a funny little scene, one of the funnier scenes, right. Where, you know, Peter Quill's telling him, Hey, just, you know, look to the ones you love and everything will be okay. And he keeps peeking into the frame a little bit. Yep. Uh, um, so that's, that's pretty, that's pretty solid. I, I think that's, that's hilarious. Um, one of the other things people have called out that he has two blue eyes instead of a blue and a brown eye, um, after getting the cybernetic one from, uh, oh, Infinity yeah. War. So notice that a lot of the internet has been like, Oh my gosh, it's a continuity error. I don't think so. I think there's, um, my guess is rocket gives him a new one or he, that eye that it's a cybernetic eye, right? It can change color, I assume. So, right. Um, probably makes it easier just to wipe that off the plate than have him put a contact in or edit every frame with him for that eye. So, um, I don't think Marvel makes continuity errors. I think they make you see what you're supposed to see on a trailer. Um, which is not the entire truth, as we'll see in Doctor Strange uh, in a couple weeks. Right. One of the things here I've included in our show notes, Jim, and you can click on it, is a scene taken directly from the comic books. This is Jason Aaron's Thor run uh, for Gore the God Butcher, which is the villain in this. And this is Thaligar the Behemoth, uh, literally, you know, uh, drawn, written by Jason Aaron, drawn by Asad Ribic, and literally an exact frame with Thor and Korg um, below, like almost, almost identical, right? With just modern visuals rather than pencil drawing. Yeah. That is really well done. Um, Even down to like the blood running out of his like nose and like head, uh, which is, you know, disturbing. So, you know, I think to me, this is one of this, this brings up a point that, you know, it's going to be, you know, falling deaf ears here they probably paid someone to storyboard this and all they did was take the frame from the Thor artwork and use it as the storyboard. So I say pay the artist a lot more for using his work as your storyboard. Um, oh yeah. But you know, that, that point's going to fall on deaf, deaf ears. But like, I was like, this is so cool. Even the teeth are aligned the same way, right? Like yep. someone has turned this like into a, a, a pure manifestation. So I'm like, give the artist, um, and even the writer, Jason, Aaron, give them some money, give them some credit. Like, I want to see more of that because the more they pull from this stuff, the more they, they should be like, hey, this is cool. Now go buy the book as well. You can double dip into this and give give these people more money along the way. Because, you know, you didn't know Jason Aaron wrote this this weekend, but wouldn't it have been cool to have this page signed by him? Like, yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, like uh, this would have been fantastic. I mean, Asan Ribic is one of my favorite artists um, in, in Marvel. He does really, really good work. Um, especially the Thor series. I, I didn't read Thor before this series, but I, I read this specifically and it's fantastic. And I think, I think a lot of people are going to like it. So um, you can check out that, that frame uh, in there uh, uh, as well. Um, I also want to you know, point out that, you know, we see um, Korg, we see uh, Valkyrie looking to see, be kind of bored in her um, little, little uh, political room kind of there. looks like people are going on. She doesn't want to be sitting there. She'd rather be out fighting than sitting, taking meetings all day. Um, and my favorite things ever, Jim, the goats, tooth gnasher oh. and tooth grinder who are pulling 
the the vessel. And I think that's fantastic. They're actually putting his war goats, Thor's war goats, in a in a live action movie after all this time. Yeah, that's a nice callback. I, yeah. Again, I didn't even catch that. I thought they were horses when it went by. Nope, nope. There's war goats. Thor's war goats. Um, I, I've been actually skipping over a whole section. They actually go to what looks to be uh, Mount Athens in this movie uh, with that, um, the reveal of uh, Zeus in here. I was going to ask you that if that the the person grabbing the lightning bolt was Zeus or if that was supposed to be the reveal of uh, Christian Bale. Nope, that is Zeus. Um, and Zeus is played by, um. Russell Crowe in this movie. Wow. I didn't know so that. that. It, it, well, it's funny. I was watching another kind of, kind of just a breakdown, several breakdown videos. And when I was like, it kind of looks like the Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Super Bowl commercial where he was Zeus as well. Like that cheap plastic outfit oh, uh, yeah. from behind. But, um, you know, you, you can check out that is definitely Russell Crowe in this Mount, uh, it's not Athens. Is it? Is Olympus? I think it's Olympus. Olympus. Athens, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I apologize for people yelling at me uh, for that one. Um, uh, but yeah, we're going to visit other, you know, quote unquote deities and gods, uh, to, to the earthlings in this movie. And I think that's a really fun kind of thing to think about through here. So, so here's um, another, uh, another DC and, uh, and Marvel actor. Yeah. Crossover. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Um, you're going to have to remind me what he was in DC cause I'm blanking on it. Zor-El and Man of Steel. Oh, that's right. Or Jor-El. Right. I'm sorry, Jor-El. 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 Yeah, yeah. He he was in there. That's that that is right. Because I, I was like, what am I missing? Uh, no, um, because you know, in every, in traditional Superman fashion, he both of his dads are killed in in the last in Zack Snyder movie, right? Man of Steel. They're like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna kill both your dads. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. Russell Crowe does, does um can do great work when he puts his mind to it. Uh, last bit of things here we're going to go through for Thor 11. They released a Thor poster. Uh, it's got Chris Hemsworth in his Ravager jacket on, right? Uh, looks really fun. He's, got, he's, he's rocking Stormbreaker still. Uh, it says Thor 11 Thunder, the one and only. And then uh, I believe the next day they released the Mighty Thor, which is very much Natalie Portman on the front of this, right? They're not hiding her identity very well. Yeah, she doesn't have the battle helmet on. Um, no helmet. Uh, the hammer's there. And it says the one is not the only, which is a little fun little uh, little back and forth here for these characters. Um, so uh, I'm excited to kind of to see, um, you know, Thor, Thor has become more laid back and goofier, uh, if you will, uh, in, his, in, his, in his movies. And that's fine. It's Taika TD. I think this is going to be a little out there, and this is going to be fun. We need, we need a rollicking journey through the cosmos right i think everything's kind of been a little a little serious a little little down if you will uh with all yeah. the other movies like you know black widow you know we know she's already you know sacrificed herself in game, so we knew where that was going shang chi is great but still like you know he, he's fun but you know the, the the story to that is you know he you know lost his dad and family you know along the way to to what he, you know to being a good person um Eternals just uh, no one's happy in that movie. You're right. Like, like <laughs> right. is that just me? Like no one's happy in that movie. Um, Spider-Man uh, truly making the greatest sacrifice of all in the end of that movie. Doctor Strange doesn't look to be fun either. He is not having, he's not laughing at all, except for the yeah. one that says things are about to get out of hand. And I don't think that's a good Doctor Strange. I think that's a bad Doctor Strange. So um, uh, this one looks to be fun. I think this is the lighthearted journey we need this year to, to kind of, counteract dr strange and i would love to see um 
Black Panther because it's the other Marvel movie coming up. But, you know, we're missing, you know, Chadwick Boseman there. So, like, there's a big rain cloud already sitting over that movie. So um, I, I'm looking forward to this galactic jaunt with with Thor and the, and, and, and the Guardians. So a, a two and a half hour or however long it'll be moment of levity. Uh, exactly. Um, yes. So anything else you want to add? Anything else you saw? Questions? Uh, no, I, not, not that I can think of. Feeling pretty good. All right. Yep. Sounds good to me. Well, let's jump into Star Wars land. Woo. Uh, we love Star Wars, right? You like Star Wars? I, I don't think you do. You don't strike me as a Star Wars guy. <laughs> I absolutely love it. It's okay, great. Yeah. Yes. Um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi, a new pro image has popped up and looks like gas stations or convenience stores or maybe this might be an FYE based on the photos around it. Um, showing uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi opposite Darth Vader with a clash of them in the middle with their lightsabers. Um, pretty cool. Yeah, this is kind of kind of harkening back to the uh, a little bit to the episode three poster four or i guess three yeah three well to me this reminds me of, like the 90s toys you buy because like they had like you had the, the light side and the dark side and at that point like you know it was more like um the luke invader in the uh what's the um in empire strikes back when they're fighting each other oh, yeah they're bespin and bespin yeah it reminds me of that as well a little bit um so um I love it. I like that the Darth Vader has his red lenses. It's not the dark lenses, right? Um, yep. Really, really permeating that. You know, Ewan McGregor coming back. Uh, very serious face again. If we're talking about serious things, he's very serious in this. Uh, and then, you know, the battle of, of him and Darth Vader. Now, I was right before this, I was um, took a moment from working on stuff this weekend to play Lego Star Wars a little bit more. I jumped into episode four for the first time. Um, and um, when, you, when you meet uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, he's like, hello there. Uh, so, uh, gonna, gonna give me some, gonna, this, I think this show is going to give me chills, man. I, like, I'm very excited for it. Like, I know, I don't know much about it, but like, while we know these two characters literally live through this series, right? Because they meet later. I think the consequences are going to be like, we'll see why Obi-Wan Kenobi was crazy Ben Kenobi and disconnected from the force. And, uh, you know, why Vader has lost his, you know, um, humanity even more probably since rebels even so right um very yeah. very excited yeah i hope they do touch on um the fight he had with well not to ruin anything but the fight he had with ahsoka and rebels mm-hmm. and maybe see some of the fallout from that just a cool thread to pull on um yeah and good character development uh what i'm excited to see on this one is if, if they I hope they're not overselling Vader is what I'm getting at. Um, I don't want this to be kind of a Darth Maul situation where he's in like, you know, the end of one episode and that's yeah. it. Well, I think or, with the, the bringing back um, Hayden Christensen, I believe there'll probably be flashbacks to maybe the clone wars as well. Um, scenes with, with Kenobi and, and Anakin. And then possibly, I, I think we'll see with the, um, what are they called? The Inquisitors? We'll see him really cracking down on them rather than just being at the end of the episode. Yeah, that would be good. And kind of like that hallway scene at the end of Rogue One, I really want to be shown why he is so monstrous. Uh-huh. You know, like, 
that was 90 seconds. Let's let's delve into it some more. Right. And I think I think it, I'm going to go the other way. I want to know why Kenobi was, you know, is regarded as he's one of the best fighters ever in the history of the Jedi Council or Jedi Knights. Um, you know, he was able to defeat Darth Vader the first time um, to, to cut off his arms. and legs. Like he is he is very much uh, he's he's a silent force to be reckoned with, if you will. Right. Like he killed. He didn't. Ki- yeah, no, he killed. Maul, he cut Maul in half and killed Maul. Like, um, other than other than whenever he has to fight Dooku, uh, he's he's been he even killed Grievous, like one of the, you know the coolest looking characters on screen. So right. there's there's a lot to be said for Obi Wan and maybe his power set as well. I, I I don't want them to be I don't want it to be Episode Four's hallway scene, right, where he just disappears. Yeah. But, but if they set up why that's important later, like in this, like, you know, we see him disappear and at the moment we're like, oh my gosh, why did this happen? Why is it so important? Um, if they can set up something in this show to, to even make that moment hit that much harder with more realization that he told Vader something about this um, as like a, like a, a forewarning, I think that'd be very important as well. Right. Yeah. And yeah, just adding to any of that uh, mythos is going to be worth the price of yeah. admission alone. So my, I, I'm going to theorize here, and, and yeah, you know, I'm not the only person I've seen on Earth that um, Liam Neeson will come back as Qui Gon Jinn as a Force ghost in this show. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, he's going to learn how to do it somehow, doesn't he? Yep. Well, I mean, other than Yoda being in communication with him, quotes in the air. Right. Like the throwaway line from it, uh, three, right? Well, I I think they'll they'll show that I you know I believe you know, um, Lo, uh, not Loki. That's that, I'm really asking Yoda, uh, in the Clone Wars saw Qui Gon Jinn when he was visiting that one um dark side planet at the end of the series. You remember that one? That yeah. Kind of. So I think he already had that series. So I think I think we're gonna get something. I think that would be fantastic. I think that would be the people are like oh maybe it's a younger Ahsoka. I'm like eh, I think I think. Um, Qui-Gon would be the real standout here along the way. So Yeah, if they could... I know a lot of people don't like it, but if they could mirror that scene from uh, Rise of Skywalker with Rey and Luke, but with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon... That, mm-hmm. or, or not Rey and Luke, I'm sorry. Luke and... Uh, Yoda? Yoda from... Yeah. I'm screwing my movies up. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, Last Jedi. Uh, Last burns, Jedi. Yep, when he, when he burns the trees, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's like the ancient text. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe oh, less angsty, but my green uh, milk. No, <laughs> it was so fresh. It could still be a fun scene if they, you know, frame it in kind of a yeah. regard like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Star Wars is all about throwbacks and homages, right? Every, every uh, Star Wars is cyclical. How about that? Let's, let's throw it back to the start of the, sh- the episode. There we go. Um, so yeah, hundred percent, they can do that. And I think, you know, with, you know, we have history, we know episode three. Now we know episode four, Though the worst part about I think about episode three, the whole that that's probably one of the better you know prequel movies, but the ending is so rushed and it's like we have to have characters in, in these places because the next time we see them is in the the next movie, right? So let's go ahead and just move the chess pieces now and leave no stories in the middle for us to tell. Right. When now we get the chance to go back and tell the stories with the Clone Wars and Rebels and um you know these these little these little stores like this this is what makes that part fun and i think again i've said this till i'm blue in the face between episode three and four has a lot of opportunity for untapped um stories right um to get people to those places or at least you know things they've learned along the way so 
Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll keep we'll keep post on that. Uh, Natalie Holt, who was the composer for Loki, will score the upcoming Obi Wan series. Oh, um, nice. So I know it's not John Williams, but you know he usually does just the movies. Um, he didn't do any of the TV shows, but um, I believe you know one of the Star Wars is all about visuals. It's about sound effects and it's about music, right? Like those three things. Like you, you can always pick those three things out of Star Wars. Um, so I, I, I feel confident they've chosen someone who can capture that, that cinematic sound and music that we need in this and um hopefully it's not just the cantina song on repeat even though i would love that to death so am i wrong didn't didn't williams write the obi-wan theme though he might have written the theme but not scored the entire series right right but i mean he still has his his hands in it a little yeah 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 and and uh, he's written that you know on and off for the prequels i believe that like there's obi-wan theme in the other movies right like he's probably just finished off for this so um oh yeah and that he's busy doing indiana jones right now yes yeah yeah the movie that'll probably get released eventually yeah um, hopefully i forgot um i watched fantastic beasts um and speaking of star wars rogue one mads mickelson is the villain in indiana jones 4 5 whatever that's right whatever. yep so um four if you want to get rid of a uh, crystal skull but five overall um but uh yeah that's that's pretty cool for him um, lastly for Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi upcoming footage is imminent reports are saying uh, with May the 4th and Star Wars Celebration right around the corner so um, yeah we're like almost a month out right yeah tomorrow will be a month out do you think it'll yeah. drop tomorrow on a Monday Cause I wouldn't bet on it Disney Plus usually does like the month before kind of stuff so I don't know oh oh yeah I'm sorry I thought I thought you meant with the uh you're talking the trailers dropping tomorrow. Well, just yeah, trailer, teaser, footage, anything at all, you know, visual related to this. Like the next, the next one's going to be the Darth Vader footage, right? Like they're going to show him because he's on all the promo materials, right? Like they're going to give us our first look. The, yeah, they have to. Yeah, I, I feel like they don't have to, but they will because they know. <laughs> well, let's put it this way: they should. Yeah, they should. So uh, if it drops tomorrow, you know, go us. But you know, our Thor: Love and Thunder track record is uh, Owen fifteen. So. Um, yeah, yeah. Can't really I, care all that. Yeah, when is celebration? Ooh, that's a great question. I celebration, bitches. That's all I can think of whenever I hear that. Um, <laughs> I think it's June. May twenty sixth, twenty twenty two. Oh, okay, so it's close. Yeah, it's, okay, so I was thinking that was over the fourth, but, but I guess not. I, I was too. I was thinking it was at the start of the month, but. I'm just completely wrong. And I know we have a listener, um, Jason, who's yelling at me he's like, no, you idiot. It's, it's the end of the month. Uh, so, yeah. So maybe it won't be um, Celebration because it'll already debut the Friday before Celebration. Right. So um, two episodes. So, yeah. All right. May 25th. We'll keep you guys posted. Uh, Star Wars and or, Jim, um, are, are you in the same boat that me and Mike are in? Or are you thrilled for this? Uh, n- no. Okay, cool. No, you're not thrilled, or no, you're not in the same boat. No, I'm. This one just has done nothing for me so far. So the rumor is that season two will start filming this fall at Elstree Studios in the UK, where they do a lot of the Star Wars projects. So it sounds like they're possibly moving forward with more seasons for this episode, or for this this uh, spinoff. 
But the fact that's got me kind of, my ears perked up a little bit. Season one is rumored to include the Imperial Royal Guards. Now, do you know what the Imperial Royal Guards look like? Because they're very visually spectacular in how they stand out. Uh, my initially are these the uh, the Crimson Guard, the Red Guards, yes, around yeah. the the Emperor. Um, and apparently in this season season uh, series, they will be guarding Moss Ameta, who was the Vice Chair of the Galactic Senate. He's the blue guy who's always like next to Palpatine when he was oh. like doing the, the Senate stuff. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like they will have these Royal Guards guarding them. I love growing up. All I, I mean, I had the toys of the re, the Royal Guards, and I didn't even know what the hell they were. I was like, these guys look cool as hell. They got these, you know, sleek red helmets on. They got their capes. We only saw them walk down a hallway. That was it. Um, nothing else. So I think the um, I've been really stoked for it. And then they kind of had them with the um, in that movie that you said that nobody likes, The Last Jedi. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. The, the new versions of them, right? Whatever they're mm-hmm. called. Uh, so with with their uh, lightsaber guarding weapons around uh, Snoke. So um, yeah, I'm excited for the Imperial War Guards. I think I think they just look cool as hell, and I want to see them do something. I think that's something fun about all these series, right? All these characters we've seen just be there. Now we get to see them actually do the things we've dreamed about in our heads, or the things we played with our action figures about growing up. They can actually yeah. do that now. If they pull anything from the uh, the comic of Crimson Empire, it could be good. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a newer one? No, this is from late '90s, I think. But okay. it was there was two separate story runs. I think it's called Crimson Empire, where it follows a guy that I think defects out of the uh, the guard. Okay. And uh, I can't remember every story beat now, but I just remember it was be- like being really good. Yeah, those guys were impressive. Okay, okay. so actually, uh, whenever I was looking this up earlier, the the cover of the Crimson Empire saga, there's like three of them. Oh, okay. Um, one of them has one of the Imperial Guards, like with a just a mask, mask, and like a kind of like a like a regular suit and like a double sided blade kind of thing. Um, yeah, which which looks cool. So that's the guy I saw. I'm like, yeah, that would be pretty cool to look at. Um, um, but, um, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I would love to see some of that stuff. I think, I think the Crimson, uh, guard or whatever, they're, they're fantastic. So coming up around the corner, the other star Wars news we have the last bit of here, as we move on is for the acolyte, the other uh, upcoming series that's set in the high Republic era. Right. So, um, actress Amanda Stenberg is to play the lead Arua. I, I really hope it's A R U A, and that wasn't a typo from the source I got this from, because then I'm gonna feel stupid if it's Aura. But I'm pretty sure it's Arua, and um, the uh, they're also casting characters called Paul and Mary. Paul's supposed to be an old uh, mid mid middle aged gentleman who's only supposed to be in this season part time, and Mary is a um, co lead kind of a younger character with uh, Arua. So. Um, I think this one probably has my biggest um, question mark, I guess. Uh, like, th- I have an exclamation point because I'm excited. I like the High Republic. I think this is cool, but I don't know anything about it. So my question mark is like, mm, can it be good? I no, this Maybe. is the one following a Sith, right? Um, uh, Possibly. An Acolyte would be someone who is training in the ways of the Sith or, or evil at that point in time. Right. Yeah. So if they, they concentrate on Korriban and all that stuff, that could be interesting. Yeah, 
And and again, this is a High Republic. There really weren't any Sith or you know anything around. That it was all Jedi, and they were all you know out exploring the galaxy, the Outer Rim. You know, oh, okay. Very much less political and less um, sort of looking for here, like militaristic. Like they they kind of made them in the uh, the, the the prequel trilogy. So um, they don't really have any Sith. I I think uh, I'm, I'm I just want to see some of this stuff. I think it'd be great because we've never really dived into. Uh, the Sith, other than just the little bit we got in the the prequels, right? Right, yeah, just the little bit of uh, Palpatine, you know, the little nuggets he gave before Anakin's fall. Yeah, I mean, have you have you heard the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> I, I've heard it exists. Oh, okay. Well, it is. It's a thing out there. Um, but uh, yeah. So um, yep. So a little bit about that. So they're they're moving along with this. It'll probably film. Later this year in October is the, is the other rumors. Oh, okay. So I almost wonder if this might be their attempt to halfway adapt the uh, the Darth Bane trilogy, where did, he did, creates the rule of two and all that. I think that's too. That's way farther back. Darth Bane does exist in this world, um, as they said in the Clone Wars. But um, this is this is even. Like this is only like Yoda is still in this franchise. Like he's right. Yeah. So uh, I think it's like I if they moved it, yeah. If they'd move it up a little further, just for the sake of you know, yeah, making it interesting. I don't know. I hope not because I think I think that Darth Bane stuff has a lot of opportunity, right? Like they they this they if they go back and visit that, I mean that's going to be gold, and people would love to to get on that. So, um. Yeah, so Acolyte uh, moving along, uh, getting more casts and filming later this year. I don't think we'll hear anything about If anything, they might have some casting announcements at Celebration, but probably nothing else. Just a new logo reveal? Especially a logo reveal, Jim. Especially. <laughs> uh, the DC on CW, are you still watching any of these shows? Anyone in your house watching these shows? Um, I... Yes, but just Superman and Lois, but I don't watch them week to week. I wait for it to drop on HBO Max, and I'll watch it that way, like binge okay. it. Okay. Well, Superman and Lois uh, is in the safe zone on the CW, as well as uh, the um, Flash. So I think you're good there. And I've heard really good things about Superman and Lois. So that's great. But there are three other shows that are still on the CW, and two of them are likely to be canceled. Uh, the... the um, the first up is Batwoman and uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Those are the first two that are on at risk. However, I've also heard that Gotham Knights, which hasn't even filmed its pilot yet, is on the bubble uh, because if they don't pick it up, they'll technically um, fill the slot. So it sounds like they're looking to literally just pare down to the high performing shows, right? Superman, Lois and the Flash and get rid of these other ones pretty quickly. Um, I don't know if this has to do with the Discovery merger and the guy running up there who should hire me and Mike. Uh, to run their their ship, but uh, it sounds like we might be seeing these shows leave the CW um, within the next couple of years, and um, I guess see the, everything on HBO Max, right? Like, is there are they doing any other shows anywhere else you can think of? Is Pennywise um, still a thing? It moved to HBO Max. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, because that was on what Epics? I believe Epics, yeah, something weird. Yeah, um, other yeah, everything is on HBO Max now, and I know they had mentioned that they. I think you guys even reported it last week that they're looking to make a more cohesive universe universe yeah. between the movies and the TV shows. So I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of let these die off and then start something over. Well, it's interesting. New. 
the the Flash. Um, we don't have Ezra Miller's second arrest in here because I don't know what else to say other than he keeps getting arrested and they still let him do all these movies at Warner Brothers. Um, it, the Flash coming out delayed till next year. Do you think maybe they did that to reset everything? Like, oh, we're gonna do Flashpoint and reset our TV and movie universe at the same time with this Flashpoint movie. That that's interesting, and I honestly I kind of hope they they do use it that way. Uh, it's clean. It's a good a good cut and a good yeah. way to start over. The other thing is it's funny because literally they are warming us up with multiverses, right? Spider Man. Uh, doing the multiverse literally flash is going to be like a spider-man light bringing back you know the greatest hits and dr strange doing a multiverse like i would i would have moved your flash movie up i'm like we're working we're working overtime we're going to move this movie up because everyone's going to know what a multiverse is and understand it by the time marvel's done so we need to piggyback on this and not delay you know over a year right well and maybe i don't know if you saw this report or not but one of the things i read was that the uh, visual effect houses are just packed after oh, COVID yeah. and everything and everything ramping back up into production. Oh yeah. So that was the official reason given for why these were pushed back was because they can't get their effects done fast enough. Well, see, I, I, they may say that, but I will say, you know, I, I think if you know ahead of time and I don't know what their workflow is, I'm going to assume it's a poor workflow, right? Because every DC movie films for, and then needs a year of post-production Yeah. where, you know, Marvel is filming and getting them done within a year. Um, and, you know, I, I assume Warner Brothers slash Discovery has Disney Marvel money. They're going to similar effect houses. Um, so maybe they're not paying for that priority service um, over there, saving some pennies that way. Yeah, they didn't pay the expedite fee. Yeah, they're not paying for 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 quick turnaround, quick shipping. So I, I mean, I think I think there's an opportunity here if they need to do it. Build Warner Brothers even has. You know, they're their own studio and distribution platform, right? Yeah. Um, Disney, I think they have their own distribution. But, like, I would be taking their video game developers and moving them to effects or, like, hire, like building your own effects houses, right? Like, hiring quality people, spending some money, build your own effects houses so you can control that whole process from start to finish a little more. Well, that's what I was going to – Output what you need to. I was going to ask you if Disney had their own – you know, almost akin to what uh, Industrial Light and Magic was for Lucasfilm yeah. for years. I don't, I don't. Well, they they own por- parts of ILM, right? Because of the Lucasfilm purchase. Oh yeah. Um. So I assume ILM's doing a lot, but you know, if you stay through, we all stay through the credits of the Marvel movie. If you look at that, most of it is, in fact, um, effects houses. So they're they're not doing it all, but like you know, they're. They're they're doing a lot. They can't. They still have to outsource some of that stuff. It can be simple as, um, I remember the Avengers um, credits right at the end of the credits where they do all the different um, effects, where especially in game where they go through all the the main six characters right uh, at the yep. end of it. Like that was that was outsourced. That was, that was they didn't do that in house. That was another company. Um, but that doesn't really touch the movie. But like back when 3D was a thing, they have a whole 3D effects teams for everything. Oh um, right, rotoscoping stuff like that. So. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't say anything. I, I don't want I don't want these studios to experience what's called crunch in the industry where they have to work extended hours to meet deadlines. I want them to have lives and, and not be at the beck and call of us wanting these movies to come out. But I think there's opportunity to possibly make even more of these as we move closer in to, to heavy VFX things. Um, and if it's in house, then they can probably control leaks a little better. I would say true. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, 
anyway, uh, shows at CW are possibly getting canceled. Uh, back to that original <laughs> topic point. How right. we got here, I will never remember. Dungeons and Dragons, the movie. You're a big D&D guy, right? Yep. Cool. Well, the movie's going to be called Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Uh, it's releasing March 3rd of 2023, so a little uh, less than a year. Uh, 11 months, uh, 10 months, 11 months. Uh, Chris Pine is starring in it as well. Um, I don't know much about it. I just know the title. Uh, they haven't really shown anything else off. Last time they tried to do this, it kind of comes off as a generic medieval movie. So hopefully they can capture some of the actual magic of Dungeons & Dragons in this film. Yeah, I hope so too. We don't need uh, we don't need Marlon Wayans running through a gauntlet in this one. No, no, not at all. I mean, I think you you run the risk of looking like um like a Lord of the Rings or like a like a like a Camelot style movie, right? Like you just look medieval rather than actual Dungeons and Dragons, which is more than medievalness. Like you know, you have like um you have mind flayers, which have a very distinct look and ability, and they're very scary and um i'm i'm, I'm gonna oh the beyonders right you know the uh um, yep. the, the 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 big eyeball guys the other eyes they have so many unique characters and, and creatures and stranger things has leaned into this quite a bit by using some of those characters so um in, in this world so i think there's if, as long as they don't try to play it safe and actually give it some fun you know adventure with these iconic villains of the D universe you're gonna be fine so yeah knock definitely on wood the- Lean, lean into the strengths of the, uh, yeah, like the monster manual. And, you know, you don't have to worry too much about representing each class with a character. Yeah. Just uh, yeah, have fun with it, but take well, it seriously, too. Part part of it, I think, yeah, you want to take it seriously into the terms like it is a real movie and it needs to be, you know, it's not campy. But like yeah. part of Dungeons and Dragons is like combat's fun right getting new items and equipment is fun right like that's the part you enjoy like you know building your character and and making itself unique but like when you watch these medieval movies they have the same outfit the whole time right like they maybe find one magic item um like you're you're fighting the big bad to get gold and magic items and all this fun stuff so lean into magic items lean into you know these characters are oh we killed these guys they have better armor than we do we need to swap into that because there you go yeah lean into upgrades yeah, uh, which is which is all all part of the, the things. Um, unique stats and and, and I, mean, I don't want to see numbers. I don't want it to be like dice rolling, but right, um, it, it is there to to have fun with that um universe. Madam Web, it's real, Jim. It's real. We we thought it wasn't real. We thought um I can't think of her, the actress's name. She's the Fifty Shades of Grey actress. That's all I can think of her. Oh. Um, uh... <laughs> exactly People are yelling at us right now yeah um we'll we'll look up, we'll look it up here uh it's coming july 7th 2023 uh it's real it has a date um i've seen a picture of her right now don't see it um trying to find dakota this, this johnson? dakota johnson yes that's who it is yeah. right yep um and then um, if anyone's watching Euphoria, the uh, the actress Sydney Sweeney has also joined it as well in an unknown role. But they are they're working towards this movie. We we have we've gotten out of Morbius. We're still in Monthbius because it's, you know, April. Uh, once Monthbius is over, well, we can yep. forget about this movie. But um, they're moving towards Madam Web, which is just uh, going to be out July of next year, less than a month. Um, surprisingly, they, they got this out quicker than they got a Venom 3 out, if you will. Uh, 
because I thought Venom would probably be higher on their list, and Craven's on its way as well. Uh, January of 2023. So, is that a case of them wanting to diversify their portfolio, or my guess is they're trying to build a a Spider-Man connected universe without Spider-Man. Yep. Um, and we can use Madam Web to tap into alternate universe Spider-Man that we've never used before if they really wanted to. I'm okay with this movie if they use her as a means to bring in uh, uh, Miles. Yeah, they they could be. Um, I, I I want him to have his own movie. I think he needs to have his own movie before we, we bring him into this. You don't want um, him, like, introduced kind of like Spider-Man was in Civil War? No. No, I, I think I think you have a... I think as much as I hate for this to be, if Sony's going to do Miles or Marvel's going to do Miles and give him to Sony, they need to have like an introduction because his power, he's not just Spider-Man, right? Like it's not just another, he, he was bitten by, we, we've all watched into the Spider-Verse, right? His whole right. power set is different. Um, and I, I want to see that 13 year old kid go through this more than we have like, a, you know, the guy who's graduated high school already. Cause that's right. the point of Miles. You know, he's, he's, um, a you know, mixed mixed race kid, younger than Peter Parker was, and has entirely different abilities because the spider that bit him gave him different different stuff. So um, I, I like to see it, but you know, Into the Spider Verse works as a really good primer for that, right? The first yeah. one. So um, maybe they pluck that guy into his her universe, like and do it and turn him like, into live action. No, yeah, I think that's... we're not doing Roger Rabbit here. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Maybe that because he he would exist as such already. We we know the character and it's a Sony movie. Yeah, and they've already established that from the last trailer or teaser that yeah. depending on what universe you go into depends on your animation style. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, not necessarily. They 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 carried over the animation style from their universe to the one they went to. Um, right. But I mean, like when Miles gets sucked into that other one, and you got. 2099 chasing him it's a different animation style yeah so um but he looked the same right miles looked the same did he i think so oh i thought he was done different too so it it was like you follow the laws of the the universe you're in well we're gonna learn more about that um and that's we'll just go ahead and jump into our next spot here because the next spot is actually spider-man across the universe part one has been delayed almost a whole year um from this year, 2022, I believe it was October of 2022 to June 2nd of 2023. Boo. This is yeah. a highlight of the year. This is going to be my October right here. Now I have to wait till June of next year. Boo. Um, but with that same tweet, they actually announced Across Universe Part 2 with a release date of March 29th, 2024. I don't think we had a Part 2 release date beforehand, did we? No, not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. I'm actually checking uh, our upcoming uh, movie release date, and I don't see it on here. So I don't feel stupid for saying that out loud. Ha <laughs> um, But anyway, um, so uh, I'm going to actually update that after we got this, this, this call here, Jim, with those new dates. But uh, we are we are moving into um, Sony getting bold with their, their claims here. Morbius barely has made $150 million at the box office. Barely. Uh, as of this weekend. So I don't think it's Morbius money driving these decisions. No. Uh, so, um, but Spider-Man, you know, into the universe, fantastic film. If you've not seen it, do go watch it just because it's animated. doesn't mean it's for kids. 
Um, across the universe, across the Spider-Verse, across the universe is a whole different movie, uh, seems to be uh, lining up. And, you know, we've got um, Oscar Isaac even returning to Spider-Man 2099, as we saw in the, the previous teaser. So. Yep, and that's uh, like my second favorite Spider-Man, so I'm I'm real yeah. happy to see him finally get some airtime. Yeah, I think they'll probably go a little more mainstream with their their new spider. Like we'll probably see Spider Punk, right? Like, you know, the anarchy looking Spider Man. Um, they'll probably do, um, what's that? What's that? Um, Ultimate Universal Power Spider Man. I remember the like the nineties oh, the PS One uh, Cos- game, Cosmic yeah. Cosmic Spider Man or Cosmic- yeah, he's got like the blue blue galactic top on his suit or whatever. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think there's an opportunity to include a lot more in these because you know there is a time tra- or a universal travel device in play that's wrist size, not you know going to destroy the whole universe size. Mm-hmm. Um, so very excited for this. Anything you want to add to this across the Spider Verse? Uh, no, I'm just really looking forward to this one. Absolutely love the first one. So yeah, yeah, sleeper hit right shame. there. Yeah, it's a shame it got pushed back. Between that and the Flash, I'm a little upset this year. Mm-hmm. Well, June 2023 will be fantastic for you because you're going to get them both. Yeah. Um, right. I believe. Yeah. June tw- June 23rd for the Flash. And what is this one? June 2nd. Uh, the yeah. 2nd. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have uh, Guardians in May. Uh, the Marvels Aquaman 2. I mean, it's still a good it's still a good year. And then, oh, and then July Ant-Man and the Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So that's going to be a stacked year. It's, it's going to be a stacked year. You're uh, supposedly Rogue Squadron for Star Wars. If that ever happens. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll see if that happens. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. We'll know Celebration when it comes out. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, speaking of Oscar Isaac, it is time to jump into the Moon Knight discussion. Jim, have you seen episode four? Yes, I have. Okay, perfect, because I didn't ask you beforehand. Um, so if you didn't, we would just cut it off here and pick it up next week. But you have, so we're going to talk about it. If you have not seen episode four of Moon Knight, go away. Get out of here. You don't want to listen to these spoilers. We're going to talk about things, details, reveals, stuff that you want to watch and experience in person. If you have watched it, we're going to get into this. Jim, is this not the most Indiana Jones-esque episode you've seen so far? Man, it was like Indiana Jones meets that FX uh, original Legion. Oh, Legion. Yeah. I thought, I swear to God, we were going to have a Legion crossover in the end of this when they're in the psychiatric ward looking place. Yep. I was like, are we gonna are we gonna see like him over like in like just in the corner, like nothing big, like um but you know, is this really a psychiatric ward or is this like a, a purgatory um for souls that are saved by gods along the way? Yeah, um, and that's kind of what I was wondering too. Uh it seemed yeah, it's definitely more of a uh in between area. Yeah, because all those people except um you know, Stephen and Mark are not dead, really, right? Um, they're all still alive. Well, the other interesting thing is, is a friend of mine brought this up. What if it's more of a area for uh, people with like a mental handicap? Because mm-hmm. a lot of them seem like they all had issues. Yeah. And with Mark having the personality issue, that might be part of the reason why he showed up there too. It could be. I, well, I was just going to say all the characters, like you see the the gold man who was a statue, right, is one of these characters. He hasn't died that we know of. Um, you know. Oh, uh, I didn't even connect that. You're right. Yeah. 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 May. May uh, no, not her, it's not her name's not May. What's her name? The girl, his wife. 
Yeah, I I can't remember. Yeah, I can't, um, yeah, Layla. Uh, she's in there. She's not dead. You know, obviously, um, uh, you know, the main villain isn't dead. So I think it could be a construct of his own. Like this is what it looks like in his mind right now. Yep, um, yep, you're right. Uh, because also he comes in and then he pulls out of a Egyptian sarcophagus, Stephen. Right. So mm-hmm. now they're together. Then there's the third sarcophagus, which I'm going to say we're leaning more and more into this third Jake Lockley um, personality. Right. The murderous one. Yep. Uh, I can't wait to see what his suit's going to look like, because every personality has a different suit. Um, so I really wonder when Jake does come out, what his outfit looks like uh, as Moon Knight. So, um, yeah, and yeah. I'm not familiar enough with the comic books to even. Yeah be able to if it wasn't they for the marvel trading card series back <laughs> in the 90s i wouldn't even know who he is well i would say uh moon knight doesn't in the comics he doesn't get a different suit based on his personality that's this this show oh, okay. um so i'm be excited which version of moon knight they're going to pull out for that one like is that going to be like more the armored one this is more recent um so anyway um but I'm going to go back to Indiana Jones. Like, they are in a pyramid uh, or underground tomb discovering things, going through this. Um, it's kind of – it almost feels a little bit also like um, Stargate a little bit in the creepiness of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Be- because, like, you know, there's obviously some half-snake-skinned dude, um, you know, draining blood from creatures and then chases uh, Layla later. Um, like, what is this guy? What is he doing? I, it's probably Egyptian culture. I've got to look it up a little bit more, but like, that's a little, it was like to have Steven and not Mark there. Right. Is even, um, worse. Cause he's not a fighter. He just kind of panics, but like this supernatural being, you know, has been down here and is protecting this tomb for whatever reason. And it sounds like there might be multiples because like the gunfire kept going off every once in a while randomly. Right. Right. Um, and then she pulled his arm off where it was just like bone sticking out too. So, um, the, the supernatural really like, is it, I don't think these people are being summoned by, um, I can't think of his name. Ethan, Ethan Hawke's Hawk's character. character. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I just had, it. oh, uh, Harold, Harold. Yeah. Harrow. Harrow. Yeah. So I don't think they're being summoned by him, but I could be wrong, but, um, very also mummy esque, right. That, that horror yeah. part of it. Like it was just a nice mixture of all these different genres we're, we're used to. Uh, in, in the space. And I really felt like that kind of came alive uh, in, for this episode. Um, and as an Indiana Jones fan yourself, how did, how did you feel about it? Oh, I thought they did really good with it. It, uh, especially uh, when he had to get the, the statue out of, uh, I guess the mummy's mouth. Uh, yeah. I was just like, this is, this is really good. Yeah. Uh, it, it's always funny. Cause they get into Steven doing it, not Mark. Uh, so he's yeah, like, yep. disgusted by it the whole way through. I, Oscar I think, pulls off both of these personalities so well. Um, like they don't feel like it's the same person at doing both right. roles. I think I've texted you that, that regardless of how the story goes in this show, his acting is just unbelievable. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so yeah, so they, they do this and then, you know, it seems to come to find out that, um, you know, Layla is resentful for Mark because he was there when her dad died. But I believe we will find out that he was shot. And that's when Kanchu found him for the first time was possibly uh, mm-hmm. saving him from that, that event along the way. Um, and then um, I guess the big reveal is here is we get to meet the Egyptian god Ta- Tawaret, uh, a talking hippo. No, this. 
Was she? I, I had this question, and I haven't dug into it far enough. No. Not okay. at the God Room, as far as I know. Um, the actress okay, it wasn't said the she yeah, the actress uh, for Talrat said she was excited to be in this movie and then finally revealed who she was later. She wasn't in that in that other role earlier. Okay. Um, so I believe, you know, we're going to be seeing somebody else kind of along the way. Um, the other gods. I, like, I guess in this one, when they put the Khonshu thing on the, in the hole in the wall, there's like, what a dozen, two dozen other gods there, if not more. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, my guess is we're only seeing some of these Egyptian gods, and there's probably more along the way. Um, that we're gonna get into. One of the other interesting things is I'm gonna just put out here. Um, the props department actually made life-size models of Tarret and Kanshu, like actual physical ones, even though the characters were seen so far CG, but like for for lighting and and like size and stature and stuff like that. Um, so they actually have full models of both of these characters, well, that's uh, really life neat. size, that they're using. Nice, yeah. Uh, back to the, the 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 statues. Do you suppose uh, it's going to be where they is it Ahmet, the uh, the crocodile? Uh, Ahmet, yeah. You suppose they raise her, right? It's a female, and uh, the other gods are like, "Crap, we were deceived," and then just unleash everybody because they need the help. Um. Possibly, possibly not. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if she tries to 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 get rid of them quicker, um, or some of them. Um, but I would see Ahmet probably goes and releases the other gods. Like maybe they were in prison for reasons, so they actually she's the one releasing them to like, hey, help me defeat the these assholes who entombed all of us. Right. Oh, yeah, that makes sense too. So there's there's both there's both options kind of in in play here. So. Um, yeah, I, I mean, this episode I think I think really hit hit on all all strides, right? Like, feel like it had the the the, the scariness, the um, you know, the the tomb raiding, you know, you know, um, Indiana Jonesness, and then literally followed up by like you said the um, Legion, you know, kind of crazy parts that I did not see coming, um, especially with a talking hippo at the end of the episode. Yeah, man, the, the, their reaction to seeing her was great too. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually got a picture of them both pulled up here where they both like screamed here. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. There's two episodes left. I don't know where the show's going. I know we are missing um, the one of the scenes for Moon Knight where he jumps over the car and throws the the half moon crescents into people from the mm. trailer. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. Any 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 thoughts? Any predictions while we over here? Well, I guess I'm I'm really on the edge of my seat to see how they get Conchu released. Um, and uh, I, so when Mark got shot, yeah, it was he was Mark at that point. Uh, and they showed that shot of him falling backwards, and the camera followed yeah. him down. One that was really cool, and two. I thought that's where he was gonna like unleash the third personality somehow. Oh yeah, yeah, he's gonna black and, out. Yeah, and then come back and I wasn't, I wasn't expecting the uh, the uh, the, I don't know what you call that the middle home scene. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, yeah, man, I don't know. This is I'm like you. I don't know what's gonna happen next, and I'm really looking forward to it. 
Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I think you know we we. I think I've said and I've read that you know episode four is the one where it really goes kind of off the rails a little bit, right? Um, and you know when you again when you have a talking hippo goddess appear, um, not just Kanchu, uh, and and the other ones who were just avatars, we're we're gonna we're starting to play in some really funky territory. Uh, and you can't pull back from this. You've got to, you've got to, you got to put that pedal to the floor and just go for these next two episodes. So, um, I um, I'm excited. The end credits have also been changing every time. Have you noticed that the moon is in different phases as the end credits kind of go on? Oh no, I didn't pick that up. Yeah, um, check that out. You could probably do a quick Reddit search of Moon Knight ending credit changes and and see some side by sides. Uh, for that i was like i i kept watching I'm like that that moon looks different every time kind of like there's a bunch more changes but i just like i wonder if it means something by the time it's all said and done huh, because yeah, they lean into those end credits i don't uh there's not is there an opening credits i don't think there is is there no just the marvel it, logo yeah okay matter of fact they don't even play the marvel fanfare with it except for i think one episode so far yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, other than that, it doesn't feel like it's in the MCU, right? Like, it feels different. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, very, very isolated. Uh, so let's see. I really want to see how this goes. I want to see what this picks up and goes from here. So, well, yeah. Well, I'll be back next week to talk about it, and I expect you, Jim, to text me about it later when you when you hear uh, when, when we see this episode, because that's the best part about these coming out on Wednesday. We're halfway there. We are closer now than when it came to the next episode than when it came out. So right. There you um, go. Thrilled, thrilled for that. How about so Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, three sleeps, Jim, three sleeps. All right. Anything else you want to add to this before we we hop off here? I let you go because I've I've kept you captivated for at least two hours now. So <laughs> that's that's fine. But uh, no, I'm just really looking forward to that, and uh, I'll have to catch up on Halo too. Yes, please please tell me as you get through it because episode five, I, you know. There, there is a character. Um, you've already introduced her, Quan, um, Quan Ha, right? The her dad was the leader oh, on Madrigal. Yep. yep. She, she's the worst part of that goddamn show. Um, even oh. even through this. Uh, but like the minute the, she's barely in episode five, and that, I think that made it even better in my opinion. So, um, oh. when you binge through those, let me know what you get to. So. Okay. Looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. I might do um, that as soon as we get off here, actually. Even better. That that make my night. That would make my night. Um, so here on Eastern Time, it's about dinner time. So I'm going to go work on that myself. But uh, let's go ahead and, and, and do this. Um, Jim, if people want to know what you're doing, what you're up to, to follow you, because you did post some photos of your event this weekend, or maybe you'll, you'll put them on your Twitter or wherever it is you want people to follow you. Where, where can they find you at? I'm on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and Facebook. Um HF six Oh five or six zero five. Okay. On everything. And, uh, yeah, feel free to look me up if you want to. Yeah. I mean, Jim, Jim and I, we, we shared a, a hotel room for C2E2 one year. Um, that's, 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 uh, that's true. Um, friendship right there because you never know what you're going to get with a roommate in a hotel room. And I am, I am no, um, princess myself. So I know I, I'm pretty rough to stay with Jim. So, yeah, we were um, better friends when we left than when we showed up. So that true. was a good. That was good. That was a good time. Um, so for me, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Valdan V A L D A N, or Instagram Valdan eighty seven. Uh, I'm just not on there a lot lately, um, mostly because if anyone doesn't know, I work in digital marketing, so my life is spent around working in social media 
during the day most of the time. So I'm burnt out by the time I get home. But um, I've got some stuff I've been working on. I want to I'll share that stuff as I as I get through it. Pretty cool. Jim, do you know how to do this in, outro part? Do you want me to do it? Because I've maybe <laughs> done this once before. I can handle it unless you know it by heart. At the sake of oh hey uh at the sake of losing my super fan card I'm gonna defer to you okay well how do you become a super fan how about that do you remember how you become a super fan well uh as Mike so eloquently puts it you share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and uh I don't remember the check other back part. every week is what you there you go. Says. and that's usually yep. the last thing we say but we're gonna do it at the top here because Jim is a super fan um long time listener what second time hoster. Caller? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep. You know what I was going for. I know Jim listens to Bob and Tom, so he understood that reference in a heartbeat. <laughs> um, so as always, you can visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's where we keep all of our episodes, our show notes, our upcoming episode list, which I'm going to update with our new Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 and 2 dates. And that Madam Web date, you're all just want to put on your calendar for opening day. Even get that Thursday screening on there um you can also find us on apple Podcasts, youtube spotify anywhere you listen to podcasts i actually had someone ask me what podcast app they uh, uh they you they a recommendation for podcast apps there we go because they don't like the way apple works um so one person said spotify i suggested the app overcast jim what podcast app do you use apple yeah, I use uh, iTunes or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. podcast one. Apple Podcasts, that's fine. If anyone yeah. else has any, tag me on online. Um, you know, preferably Twitter or Instagram, whatever you want to use. Instagram has to have a picture with it, so Twitter's fine. Uh, so I can share that with uh, my friend who wants to listen to podcasts. Hopefully, he's listening to these. I doubt it. Um, you can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, uh, anywhere that you get your social media on. Uh, also, I believe this is where Mike says, um, make sure you're vaccinated, boosted, 5G, whatever it is you have, make sure you get it. Uh, stay safe out there because we want to go back to conventions, like Jim said. We want to go back to movies and and feel good. So if you can get all that stuff, we're gonna be that we're gonna be back that much quicker and doing this um, frequently. So um, yep, yeah, uh, we will see everybody next week. Jim, thank you again for being here. This has been a blast. I appreciate it. You've actually read articles before showing up, uh, <coughs> Mike. Uh, so, you know, thank you for doing that. And um, I, I, I can't thank you enough, man. As always, it's a great pleasure. And I'm, I'm happy to help out anytime you need me. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe.